0: Shri Guri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai Simad Bhagavad Gita ki jai Kaur Bhaktavrinda ki jai Kaur Premanandevo So, nice to be with you all, so thank you so much for hosting me here in Winston-Salem and thank you for coming from whatever distance you may have traveled that's Certainly, um, time well spent to come at a distance to discuss Bhagavad Gita. Mm-hmm. So, we are fortunate to meet during the month of Kartik. And I'm fortunate to be here in North Carolina during this month. And um, given the significance of this month in the Vaishnav, um world, the month of Radha we've been at times uh, speaking about the uh, well the Radha Tattva, and so it would be interesting to try to locate her in the Bhagavad Gita, <laughs> which might seem to be a task um, uh, considering that the sequel to the Gita the Bhagavad Purana Sumad Bhagavatam, um, which is much more theologically uh developed text than the Gita, the seeds of the theology that is played out in, in the Bhagavat are there of course in the Gita. But even in the Bhagavat that the Gaudias from their perspective, which is a which is a um, certainly a valid perspective if not the uh, perspective on the significance of the bhagavat if you hear a discourse on Srimad bhagavatam in brindaban the holy place of krishna's appearance certainly regardless of what lineage uh, is which lineage is conducting the lecture you will hear from the commentaries of the principal, Gaudiya um, teachers of of uh, antiquity, the seminal kind of uh, commentaries on the Bhagavat that form the, our our lineage itself. So a rich tradition ours is of exploring the depths of Srimad uh, Bhagavatam, and from that Gaudiya perspective, of course, the Bhagavatam is all about Radha, Srimad Bhagavatam, the Sri there, is thought to refer to Radha herself. It is the uh, it is about, about about the Bhagavata, about God, as seen through the eyes of Radha. And, at the same time, her name is not directly mentioned in the book. So, how will we find her in the Gita, <laughs> if she's not even mentioned in the Bhagavata? Of course, we might ask at the onset, some of us who are less familiar, um, with the, uh, the uh, theology of our tradition, and I, I want to speak more theologically than philosophically. The Gita, of course, is a book of philosophy and theology. It has kind of a theology sandwiched in between uh, six chapters of philosophy on one end and six on the other. The first six are kind of a philosophical and psychological um, orientation to essential and experiential spiritual life, and the last six chapters are metaphysical, philosophical um, discourse. And as I say, these kind of are the it's the bread that the that the that the substance of the sandwich, which is very theological, um, are um, centered around the middle six chapters. Um, <coughs> And uh, and so, I want to say that for those who may not be that familiar with our tradition and Bhagavad Gita is you know it's a big call, so you could make an advertisement for Bhagavad Gita and all types of people might come. Um, but why would we be looking for Radha in the Gita or at all, for that matter? Who is that girl standing next to Krishna? And of course, that would be from our perspective like asking, can you find love in the Bhagavad Gita? So, just to give you a perspective on it why we're interested in finding her but how to do that as i say, when in the Bhagavatam, where where the seeds of of um, of the um rich and romantic life of the absolute are found uh, in the in the Gita well in the Bhagavatam, where there they f- they're they're allowed to to f to, to, to flower, to blossom, to and, and to fruit and so forth. Even there they say Radha's name is not mentioned directly. But that tells us something hmm? about the nature of Sri Radha, about the nature of love. Hm Why indirectly? it's said there, Anayaraditanunam Bhagavan haririshvara. Hmm? This is in the very center of of the Bhagavad, this is a book of considerable length, even in comparison to the Gita, which is not a small book, seven hundred verses. In the Bhagavad, we find close to eighteen thousand beautiful uh, uh, verses and some prose as well. But together, quite uh, a large uh, book, even in comparison to the Gita, and it has a center, as I was speaking does the Gita. Hmm? And uh, its center is the really the consummation of the the love between Radha and Krishna,
1: hmm?
0: and there in those five chapters is where we find some indirect, if you will, mention of her name that we have made so much out of in our tradition. Someone may say it's only some indirect reference and you making so much out of that? So we should answer that first perhaps. Of course we could say at the onset that big things come in small packages sometimes. Mm. We have a sutra that we find, if you will, in the Bhagwat also that is very um, um, essential to unlocking the tattva, uh, the philosophy of the gate of the Bhagavatam, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, it's like the password to get into the book and be able to explore it. And there have been some complaints over the centuries, so much you're making out of one line, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, Jiva Goswami, to which Jiva Goswami replied, well, something like I'm saying, big things sometimes come in small packages. The sutras of Vyas Hm? Tatu, Brahma Jagasu, uh Tattu tsa, these are very short <laughs> and so much meaning has come out of them that, that they that numerous lineages have been formed. For example, as an aside, I met uh, a fellow not too long ago who registered the complaint about spiritual Pursuit that it was not. Um, it was first of all it, it it began with a particular assumed premise, whereas he thought science was free inquiry um, without a presumed um, whatever assu- any assumptions. Hmm? He should maybe have read a little bit of <laughs> history of 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 of. of and philosophy of science. Uh, but at any rate, he also said, and secondarily, there is no room in religious discourse for disagreeing with authority. Hmm? You have your book, you have to agree, you know, here's the doctrine, you have to agree with that, and so forth. So uh, <laughs> you have to do whatever the guru says, right? <laughs> well, um so so i said to him of course that um it's 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 not true that that science he was speaking about what i would call metaphysical uh, materialism or naturalism doesn't um begin from a premise sometimes i like to give the example of the question one of the pressing questions in modern science which there are hundreds some that they say have not yet been answered as if all the others have but (laughs) but that uh, one or number one or two on the list is what is the biological makeup of consciousness and there you have the assumed if you will premise to begin with that consciousness has a biological makeup the question should have been is there a biological makeup to consciousness that would have been more open Hmm. so welcome so um but with regard to the um his 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 latter point um my point is and to him I replied that it's not true that within the uh, spiritual circles that there is no room for disagreement with authority hmm? in our <laughs> in our lineage for good and for bad reasons of course <laughs> for the good reasons there there are good reasons for for disagreement and there are differences and so forth and indeed um uh, it has it, it there are uh, uh there are within our particular tradition the differences are the beauty of the tradition the abed and obeyed the oneness and the difference the difference is beautiful there may be a difference because of wrong for wrong reasons for unearth is because of uh false values that we hold, but then there will be hopefully differences on the basis of our um, um, experience in transcendental love, hmm? applying ourselves with regard to the the tattva, the philosophy. That's why I say, learn the tattva, learn the siddhanta, and then you follow your heart. Hmm. This idea should be then a wise heart. (laughs) So there is room for differences, and of course there are so many lineages of Vedanta that took the sutras, those very concise statements, and wove a whole uh, treatise out of them that makes for vishishta dvaita dvaita dvaita-dvaita, hmm, uh, dvaita-suddha-dvaita. These are all forms of Vedanta. Achintya-veda-veda, Veda, our form, even the dvaitavad or advaitavad of Shankar, The tradition was, of course, you would take these sutras, which was the first attempt in human society to, uh, well, at theology really, to, in much of theology as theology is to reason about um, revelation and its significance. Mm. So the revelation, the sounds of the Upanishad, the sound Upanishad means that to come sit close, Upanishad, the implication of which is that I might share with you a secret, uncommon knowledge, and it's spoken in codes, uh, if you will. Uh it's not uh, for the common person who by whom I don't mean in, in a, to mean to speak in a in a in a demeaning way, but for who has common interests, hmm? For the common interests. For uncommon interest. Hmm? That is that you have to come close and and we Speaking in confidence, something like that. Um, and in a language that will only be understood if we have an uncommon interest. Hmm. Once there was a famous story that remind, I reminded me of by mentioning that of how in the time of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he was publishing, he, some of you may know the story. Uh, a magazine daily called Nadia Prakash, the light of Nadia. Hmm. <laughs> that is what we're talking about, the light of Nadia. Uh, but uh, his men used to stand on the train station, Nadia Prakash, Nadia Prakash, Nadia Prakash, just like someone would stand and say, you know, get the Times, get the Times, or the Salem Express or whatever the local paper is and so forth. So the gentleman, um, a worldly gentleman uh, questioned him that how can you produce a magazine about God daily? It's a bit much. I mean, daily? And of course they were doing it, so he was astounded. A daily magazine about spiritual topics. And Sarasota Thakur replied that, oh, we could have produced a magazine a minute, <laughs> 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 he said. He uh, said, here, in in the realm of our present experience and frame of reference, mind and uh, informed by sensual impressions and so forth, this is a very small um, world hmm? of happies and sads and goods and bads that differentiate us um, from one another. Your happies and your sads, maybe my uh, well, the antithesis. My happies may be your sads, and so forth. This is problematic. The small world. Because mm. it makes us small in a in a in a, in a, in a small-minded, if you will, mm. and I've often said that in that small-minded world we 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 think it would be reasonable if everyone would live inside of it, but that's very even we are not comfortable there, so that's rather an unreasonable demand, but we tend to live like that and think like that. Mm. So he said anyway, this is the small world,
1: mm.
0: Mm. and here we have. In every city of this world, if you will, um, we have two, one or two newspapers every day. So what to speak about the world beyond the mind, the world of the self? What are the possibilities that lie there? Hmm? We cannot imagine. We can imagine. We say, as I said the other night, oh, well, that's only in your mind. Hmm. <laughs> It's all... (laughs) that's something big. Our idea is the world is coming out of the mind. Everything is a thought. Everything is a conception. Hmm? From the subjective world, the objective world takes shape, has meaning, value is posited and so forth. All the value lies within subjectively. Hmm? A subjective world is a real world, Hmm? especially if that subjective world hmm, meditative world, if you will. Hmm? If it's a meditative world, meditative world means that from, 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 from the, la- the, the realm, the land of consciousness, hmm? where there's no, nothing impossible, hmm? something has come from us, from, from there to here, to this side, to take us where we're entangled with the objective world to the subjective world and the possibility all the possibilities that lie there. This is what we're involved in in in, in Bhakti. This is the, the, the exporting hmm? of the Hladini Shakti to the world. Hmm? As Prabhupada wrote in his Chaitanya without the ingress of the of the Hladini Shakti into the self, there's no there's no bhakti. Hmm? possibility of praying. Hmm? So, when this, with this ingress, then the, the the meditative life that is fostered by this is is what we, is what in, in, we're involved in in terms of like writing a page in the spiritual book of life ourself. It's a, it's a very, it's not like you're making it up. No, it's not like that. I'm trying to make the point. What is real meditation? Hmm? You know the story in, 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 uh, Rasa Sindhu. I believe Prabhupada cites it in his Nectar Devotion of the Sage who couldn't physically, because of his situation, offer food to the deity of Krishna and so forth. So he resorted to meditating on that. Hmm. And he would prepare a feast every day. He would go to the, in meditation, he would go to the Jamuna River and fetch water in golden pots and bring them and prepare so many items that he gathered here and there. And um, daily, he would, one of the things that he would offer would be the the pious, the the sweet rice, rice with condensed milk and sweetened and so forth, very tasty delicacy. And uh, so it had to be cooked and it had to be cooled before being offered.
1: Hmm?
0: And so in his meditation he would stick his hand in the sweet rice to see if it was cool enough. And um, and, and then in his meditation he did that and then he, his meditation broke and his hand <laughs> finger blistered. Hmm? Yeah, so it is a real world. <laughs> real world. We, it's funny because we say it's real because it has some physical <laughs> we still need to have it validated in our mind, in our present mind. It ties it as it is to a necessity for objective verification and so forth. This is a folly actually.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: So so at any rate, so there's room for uh different spiritual ideas a variety of spiritual ideas hinduism itself is very in- inclusive and and uh, so i disagreed with the fellow that no there there are there are there are whole schools that have come out of d- disagreeing with the author or what the authority is saying hmm? Madhva disagreed with his guru and there's a whole mudva lineage as a result of this there are interesting examples we don't want to um, abuse that, of course. Hmm? Um, but at any rate, as I was saying, sometimes there are big things in small packages, hmm? right? Those sutras carry a, a big message, and expensive things sometimes come in small packages. So the fact that in the Bhagwat, Radha's name is only mentioned indirectly, that someone will make someone will make something out of that. Is just to say, what are you saying? You're making up so much out of something so little. Hmm? But now we try to see what the godi is, how they think hmm? Hmm. in our lineage. Are they making much out of very little? Hmm? Or is someone missing very much by not looking looking closely hmm? at, uh, at what's found there? Of course there's different ways to think about why her name is mentioned indirectly hmm? from from an aesthetic point of view of course um, according to the rules of Indian aesthetics in writing uh, poetry drama for example in the arts hmm? um, this is called Ras Shastra there is a secular Ras Shastra and then there is a spiritual rasa shastra it's often thought that Rupa goswami took from the secular rasa shastra hmm, of bart muni um and others um, and used that framework to describe the the really the the the, the kind of emotional experience that's very uh overpowering, dominant, in a way that it defines a person. Hmm? Um, I want to say that we are defined by, by our feelings. Um, I've often said that the our writers and thinkers were not very concerned about the material forces, electromagnetic forces or soft, uh, whatever, hard and strong nuclear forces or gravitational force. They were concerned about dasya, sakya, Batsalia, madhurya, the forces of, of love that are really running the world and really define us. We're defined by our love for our children. Hmm? We're defined by our love for our friend. Hmm? Right. Um, in other words, I know her, she's the mother of so-and-so. She loves her daughter. Hmm? She's defined in that way. Uh, primarily, we are defined by our loving, if you will, relationships with one another. Hmm? And love, of course, has two sides. It's also not loving and loving. Uh, uh, I don't love someone. I'm defined by that also. Hmm? I mean, just speaking in a small kind of uh, provincial sense, um, um, but it... But they were concerned with these forces that really do run the world, if you will. They're really what is making the world go round. Um, objectivity, if you will, is is, is is retired repeatedly in the face of these subjective feelings as they arise. Hmm? Isn't it? I mean, that's how we conduct our life. We might be a very objective person even a scientist in a lab but if we get a phone call that something has happened to my my daughter you know immediately put everything down and I will I'll run so these are the forces that are driving the world so they wanted to look and find how how to examine those forces if you will take them to their fullest limit what they what 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 if they were fully played out They they are experienced in relation to different objects Somewhat, to some extent, materially speaking, in a limited way, the object in which we repose ourselves lovingly in one of these sentiments, if imperfect, and let's say, at least in a non enduring sense, imperfect, hmm, will not result in perfect, or as I'm speaking about it, perfect in the sense of enduring life, because we do want enduring life, enduring love, hmm? enduring knowing, enduring happiness. So they sought to to uh, plumb the depths of these feelings and in their excavation of that they, they they saw the problem of the imperfect object. If you want unconditional love you have to be unconditional in your giving but you have to give it to someone who can take it hmm? and and then you'll experience the reality that we all speak about at times when we say that giving is the receiving. Then you'll experience it. We wonder why I thought that giving was the receiving, but I was giving and I'm running out, <laughs> sometimes we feel like. So the problem is, with that is that we may, not, we may be giving with the precondition that we get something, or, or we may not, to, to a large extent, but the object in which we repose our love may not be perfect and able to accept it. And so the full equation is not in place. So they Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, they located the center, the taker. Hmm? Hmm. Who in relation to who he who in relation to whom, if we give hmm. completely, can take the giving and transform it in such a way that it can be, nourish the givers, like the stomach takes the food and deals with it in a way that no other part of the body does. Hmm. And it's really a taker from one perspective, but another from another vantage point, it's a giver. Right? Hmm. This is like, Krishna's like this, this is the idea. So this is what they were in, in, involved in. in this aesthetic language of secular um, rasa theory, of the, the world of the, dra- of the arts and, and drama, kavi tamba jagadishakamaye, hmm. Don't think, Rupa Goswami borrowed from that to explain his idea, his his experience of the absolute. It's the other way around. varimadam mayo hmm? What does it say? Hmm. This is Bhagwat, the introductory sloka of Bhagwat. So I said, there are many ways to talk about these words, these kind of statements. Whole different schools will come out of them. Hmm? In our own school, we can talk about this one line in a dozen or so different ways. Who is the Adikavi? Is it Brahma? The Brahm, I mean... Brahma infused in the original Kavi, Lord Brahma, who is the giving the Veda? Is it Vyas? Is he the original Kavi? Vishwanath Chakritav says, Rupa Goswami, he is the original Kavi. Te ne adi adhikavai. It is said in Chaitanya Charitamritam. Sankaja-rupe. Badunat. What is it? He said, yeah that this Brindavaniyam Rasakeli, this hmm, love life of Krishna that we find in the Vrindavan Leela, hmm, Rasakeli Vartam. It is it was it was Guptam lost to the world stories about Krishna, they went on, but what they meant, what is the significance, what is the implication of that? Hmm? What is the philosophy that, is the, that is, is the canvas that underlies the art of of, of such? Um, this was lost over time. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he gave his own nija-shakti into, into the heart of Rupa Goswami hmm, to explain these things. Hmm? In our our time, just like Kaviraj says, just like Krishna empowered Brahma. Hmm? So Rupa Goswami, Vishnu's, he's the original Kavi. Tene Brahma That is mean he talked about bhakti rasa. Hmm? And then Bhart Muni and these all these secular rasa theorists they took from bhakti rasa. He's got it the other way around. Hmm? It was, in its appearance, it looks like, in time, Prabhupada Swami appeared, he borrowed from the secular rasa, shastra to use this language to explain. We can talk about it like that, but Bishwana says, no, it's the other way around. Hmm? Hmm? Bhakti rasa is rasa. And the secular rasa theory is only a shadow of that, and they got one thing really wrong. Tene brahmaradadi koveye muyanti and the sages like, like, the suras like Bharat and Vishwanath, not our Vishwanath Chakvati but another of secular rashastra and so forth, uh, 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 all their writings. And hmm? Kabiraj Kosami, Krishna says it himself also in Chaitanya Charitamrita. oh, he made a big mistake. Hmm? They were trying to talk about rasa,
1: hmm?
0: but they didn't follow the the way of... of of the Bhagwat, the way of the godhiyas. Hmm? They have a vitiated idea of rasa, secular ras shastra, and here's the proof they made a big mistake because what they say in the secular ras shastra it is taught that in love between the man and the woman that their enjoyment is equal. Hmm? He said this is a big error. Hmm? You understand? This is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. This is a huge error. It's not true. Hmm? Radha's love experience exceeds that of Krishna's hmm? by a mile. Hmm? Seeing that, he is losing losing it.
1: Hmm?
0: What is my position? Hmm? See the measure of her love, and he's driven to taste that. Hmm? He, 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 he that uh, dilemma. Hmm? That is the heart of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. This is a very secret moment in the life of the absolute mm. center of the Bhagavatam. Mm. And 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 this Radha's love for Krishna, of course, it's very um you have to look very carefully at that. It is called paraki it is Paramore love. In Rajshastra, it's said that the name of the paramour lover should not be mentioned. Hmm? This is one reason. Her name is not mentioned directly. Hmm? Also, of course, then, in consideration of the audience, there were many people present. The Bhagavad is spoken on the bank of the Ganges, and the king, the emperor really, Parikshit Maharaj, was going to die so he was asking about what what is death hmm? how to solve the death problem and the boy Sukadev appeared to answer hmm? dressed in nothing hmm? means he had solved the death problem he had no attachments whatsoever which is a problem because if you're leaving and you want to take something with you and you can't then it's a problem but if you don't have that false sense of proprietorship then philosophically speaking you solve the problem hmm? biological death will be there but we are not biological we're back to that question which of course we answer there is no biological basis to to consciousness and we are of that nature
1: hmm?
0: we exist hmm? independent of time and space hmm. So it was a mixed audience, so many people came, you can imagine. I've I said it before, if Barack Obama suddenly decided there are too many there's so many political questions, but there was a more pressing question, who, who am I? What is death? What is the meaning? And he went to sit on the banks of the Mississippi
1: <laughs> you know, to,
0: to answer the question and so forth. And it would be big news, right? So, so many people gathered. As you can imagine at the time of the, the emperor's dilemma, and not all of them were qualified, so to speak, to enter into the depth of what we're talking about. Even some of us here, I, I'm I'm apologize. Some of the things I say will go over the heads of others, and some may bore others. So we have to be a little patient. Um, and uh, too high for some, too low for others. But something will come. Of benefit for everyone by such gatherings nonetheless so because of the audience then it's thought Sukadeva was a little reticent to to speak too directly it's also thought that he himself was in the, in the pursuit of of the experience of Radha's love for Krishna which is what Gaudiya Vaishnavism holds out for us as an opportunity the greatest opportunity Gopi hmm? Gopibhava. Hmm? And so it's thought that it's possible that just the mention of her name hmm, would have caused him to go into a trance and then he could not have finished the dialogue and he only had seven days and by this time he was pretty far into it. So if he had passed out for 24 hours, the might have died, the king might have died and the message would not have been been made available to parikshit. It means inquirer. Hmm? The one who has some need, some necessity. That's not a bad thing. Some need to know what am I? Why am I? What is death? What is love? I'm trying to love. Hmm? I can't find it on the internet. What? Where? Where? Where is it? Hmm? They were all gathered. There was no internet. They all came somehow or other to the bank <laughs> of the Ganges. From every, they didn't send it out on Facebook notice. King will be at Ganges. <laughs> <laughs> they all came. It mean it means like this. It means, this was a, his calling was so great, his need was so great that the world came to know about it.
1: Hmm? Hmm.
0: Only as much as we have such a necessity. Hmm? I didn't finish that story, did I? The Bhaktisthanda Sarasthi Thakur said, we could have published a magazine every minute. Hmm? The only problem is no customers. Hmm? That is the problem. Hmm? Lack of customers, lack of interest. Hmm? These gatherings are to help us to increase, develop our interest, hmm? our necessity for this. Everything will come. It's just like in school. You know, you go to school. I learned a long time ago when I dropped out of school <laughs> that that if you know the value of learning, then you can learn. Hmm? The best thing you can learn in school is the value of learning. Then you know, you're on your own. Of course, you'll get teachers here and there as you need, and so, But if you're not, without that driving force, even if you have a teacher, and I was like that once too. <laughs> I didn't have the driving force in school, and even though there was a teacher or the subject. I couldn't take advantage. <laughs> but I did learn the value of learning, maybe the harder way. But so, so, when you have a need, a necessity, necessity, as they say in common English parlance, is the mother of invention. Hmm? This is a whole, this is ragvakti. It's explained in a saying. Necessity is the mother of invention. Hmm? I'll explain it there. If you have the necessity, then don't even, there's not even the necessity of the theory. If someone starts speaking the theory wrong, then we have to think, oh, well, then I'd better say something. Hmm? Someone is saying it wrong. I have to say something. The people will not be confused. But if they're, without that, then chant Hare Krishna, flame the necessity for spiritual life, and as it grows, it's it, 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 it self-informing. Hmm? Love is such, right? And you'll know what to do. Hmm? That's very, it's not complicated. Hmm? Hmm. So many texts, so many talks. Hmm. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) 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 Interested. What was his last life? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that has come to to the Bhagwat session. It reminds me of a story, we speak it just for a moment of, I've told it before, of a session like this, and they were discussing the Gita. And a cat came one day and started to meow, and so he couldn't speak the Gita. And so the teacher said, tie the cat up and give him some milk. And the cat was tied up and drank the milk, and the Gita class went on. So next day the teacher came again, speak the Gita, and the cat came, and the cat meowed, and so This went on for a week, so the cat came every day because she knew she would get milk then. So the cat would come, the cat would be tied up, the milk would be given, and the Gita would be spoken. The teacher passed on, the new teacher came, and every day the cat was coming, and and then one day the cat died. Then the teacher said, you cannot have the Gita class, there's no cat. (laughs) Drinking milk, you cannot speak the Gita unless a cat is first drinking so they had to get another cat, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: <laughs> we need a better teacher <laughs> for us to solve problems like that. <laughs> so, we create a necessity. So the audience, the level of the necessity was in question, although Pariksit necessity was great, and so many things came down. Hmm? But above and beyond these reasons for the name of Radhika being mentioned only indirect is, is the very fact that, that, that love, the language of love is indirect. Krishna says in Bhagwat in the in in 11th skanda in the 11th Canto of Bhagwat that, uh, that this parokshavad this is very pleasing to me. Parokshavad means indirect language and love is like that, love language. You say something, and you mean something. You, it, it, someone else could hear it and think you said that about him. And, but if he hears it, he knows. Oh, she means that. Hmm? Yeah, love is like that. It has its own um, uh, its own language and it. It's it, it, it's it tends to be uh, very well. It, it, indirect is more beautiful. I want to say hmm? it's not the best example, but if you take a a, a lady and stand her up naked, then, you know, okay, well, some men will be attracted, but if you add a few things on there, she'll be more attractive. Hmm? Yeah, so, That's the it works. Uh, so, um, <laughs> a little, you know, just cover a little bit here, and then there's a something, you know, there's m- more to be found there, different than the last time, perhaps, but, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's said uh, that... <laughs> Uh, the prostitute has only one thing to offer, but she covers it differently every day, and so a man thinks there's something new each time, something like that. So, so, so forgive me, but uh, I've heard these from, uh, from my authorities. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm only repeating what I've heard. <laughs> So, indirect language. This is the Bhagavad. is full of this. The Bhagavad. It is said the Vedas speak like a king. The king says, "Do this, do that." The Puranas speak like a friend. Hmm. A friend says, "Let's take a walk. Hmm. Let me tell you a story. Hmm. This happened to me, and in the context of the story, you try to. I know how you're feeling." Let me tell you a story. What happened to me? You know, I, I tell a story, and, and then you get some solas. or stuff. So the Puranas are full of stories,
1: hmm? Right?
0: Hmm? And and they're really speaking out what the Shruti, what the Upanishad, what the Veda is saying, but in the, these long narratives. Hmm? It's a very friendly style also of speech. And the Bhagavad amongst the Puranas, well, I should say, excuse me, the Veda speaks like the king. The Puranas speak like a friend, hmm? and the Rāsāstra speaks like a lover. Hmm? If you find in the Rāsāstra, the, then you'll find all this indirect language, and it's very poetic and extended, and there's in, uh, embedded meanings in all of the uh, words and phrases, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Amongst these three types of speech, of course, when I say the king speaks like do this, do that. The Vedas speak like that, but it's not off-putting if you know the background. That's why we have a guru along with the book. And for the guru, we feel affection hmm, for us. Hmm. And so if we feel that the background of the order is affection, then it doesn't sound like an order. If your mother says, don't do that, you don't think, wait a minute, why, Mom? Why shouldn't... you, know, you, you just like, you know, there's a, it's an order but there's affection behind it, mother knows best, okay, I'll stop. Something like that. So Anyway, the, the Veda speaks like that. The Purana, like a friend. The Rashastra, like a lover. And the Bhagwat has all three of those languages in it. Hmm? When we get to the center of the heart, then it's speaking the language of love. And this is very uh, indirect. And indirect is, is better than direct, is the idea. Hmm? Bhagavatam is trying to speak about the feeling of Radha and giving all emphasis to that, the mention of the name and the details of her dress and color and this and that. That can be found in other places like Padma Purana, but you cannot find the bhava, the feeling of Radhika for Krishna, in Padma Purana, hmm. in Vishnu Purana, in Harivam's Purana. Hmm. She knows. <laughs> Just let, let her wander and give association to others. She will not argue with anything I say. She will not disagree with anything like some of you say. She's a good student. So in Bhagavad, yes, but then what about Gita? How we find Radha's, Radha in Bhagavad Gita, that seems like well, you know, you're going too far now. But then, if Bhagwat is the sequel to the Gita, if the seeds are there in the, Bhag- in the Gita that flower and bear fruit in the Bhagavatam, hmm, then it must be there.
1: Hmm? It must
0: be there. We hmm? might be drawn first to the very setting of the Gita. Hmm? It was spoken at Kurukshetra, You know, I've commented on this. It's the angle I took in my commentary on the Gita in particular. If you want to know what Krishna is saying in the Gita, it would be good to know a little bit about Krishna. Who is Krishna? What is he doing there? What was he doing previously before he got there at Kurukshetra? What is the rest of his leela? This is one hour in his leela, in his life, love life. Of the Bhagavad Gita, it's a pretty profound hour. You might think, what are the rest of the minutes of his of his of his day and life and hours? And it's very extraordinary what he could say in one hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, arguably, if you know what he's doing there, where he was before, what's what makes him tick, what's on his mind, what, what then, you might find some hidden implications in his words. Speaking to Arjun about Dharma, hmm? what, what? How? What? It's like if you know me, then you know. You, you, then I might say something, you could know he's referring to that, right? I know that he said that to me, so okay. And nobody else knows. Hmm? It gets more out of that particular statement or point. Hmm? That may be the case. Hmm? So. Kurukshetra is, of course, where the, the Gita was spoken. And was Krishna ever at Kurukshetra before? Indeed he was. Hmm? Indeed he was. So what, is this, what, is that, what does that place mean to him? Hmm? Yes, he's speaking Bhagavad Gita there, but in the Leela of Krishna, he had visited Kurukshetra previously. Hmm? That is the Milan. The meeting after a long time of Radha and Krishna,
1: hmm?
0: he came from Dwarka on an elephant, hmm. his entourage. Now he was a king, hmm? and they erected, like a like you know the world's fair or something at Kurukshetra. The, the, the prince, Krishna and Ram, Ram are coming on elephants, chariots, and trumpets and armies and so forth hmm? to Kurukshetra. Ostensibly to honor the solar eclipse and uh, perform some rituals and so forth. I mean, it was a huge entourage, and they erected, like you know, like a, a whole city,
1: hmm?
0: really, at Kurukshetra, a whole city, to accommodate the prince. And there they were camped out for you know for however long. And at the gate come some covered wagons pulled by cows, by 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 oxen. Hmm? These people didn't come with golden ornaments and royal paraphernalia. They had no uh, connection with the with the. They're just like, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies kind of. You know, that's what they look like. Hmm? They're arriving in the Beverly Hills and they've got all their hillbilly habits and so forth. Hmm? <laughs> These are the Brindavan people, where Krishna came from. A distant past that the Dwarka people are gonna kind of want to forget about it because it doesn't fit with his 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 royal life that they have a relationship with him based upon. Hmm? And so they 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 they're coming at the gate. We'd like to see Krishna. You want to see Krishna. <laughs> who, are, who are you? What gives you the, 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 even the thought that you could think of that that you could go and see Krishna?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, somehow or other they they're their desire to see Krishna—it—it hmm? it, it couldn't go unnoticed. It had to re- register with the guards in such a way that they—they they couldn't turn them away. They—they hmm? they found themselves attracted to that, the, the, the necessity that they found in these 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 otherwise unqualified people. You see, only this necessity; they had nothing else. They had; they didn't know the Veda. They didn't know the Bhagavad Gita. It appeared they were uneducated. They had no really material qualifications. Hmm? They couldn't do sadhana. They were worried about their own families and, ca- and cows, and this was they were totally preoccupied with. They hmm? want to see Krishna, who's who's later of course would be the speaker of the Gita such wisdom and so which they had really no ear for in a sense hmm? but they had a necessity to be with him hmm? and the gatekeepers they, they were like themselves felt attracted to that necessity so the path opened, the way went and there they came hmm? right to the center and let their covered wagons surround Krishna and the whole, everyone else is blocked out, and they have the reunion with Yashodumai. Devaki says, You're his mother, not me. Go. The measure of your motherly affection exceeds my own. Hmm? He's my child, at least that's what they say. Devaki Putra, it's mentioned in the Veda, in the Upanishad. That doesn't lie. I've thought of him always as my, my son. I thought I lent him to you, but actually. By the law of love, you're his mother, more than me. She backed off. Mother Yashoda came, coward friends came, Gupika came, Radika came, and Krishna. What did he say to them? I'm purchased by you. Hmm? What did he say? He said, Mai bhakti All kinds of people approach me, like all these people around here. They want so many things. Hmm? Mostly, they are my devotees, they want the right thing, but the measure of their devotion is different than yours. And outside of that circle, circle of devotion, people want things from me or they want to get rid of things. Hmm? That's what they want. They want things, and so they approach me with religion. Hmm? I give them things. Some people become more intelligent. They think things are not where it's at. They don't want things. They want to get rid of things, attachments. And the identity that's formed on the basis of those attachments, which is as fleeting as your uh, ownership is of things which are here today and gone tomorrow. We don't own anything. So the identity that arises out of thinking this is mine is a false identity. So they want to get rid of that.
1: Hmm? So
0: I give them eternal life how boring, this is how he he feels. But but you people, you Gopi people, how you've approached me, I'm purchased by that. Hmm? These people aren't interested in me. They want eternal life from me. They want knowledge from me. They want things from me. It means they want ignorance. They either want ignorance from me or they want knowledge from me. Hmm? And you want me. And I want you. That's how it works. (laughs) So... I'm purchased by. He makes this statement. Hmm? The fact, the idea that Krishna is purchased uh, by by love, that bhakti has that power Hmm? to attract him, who is all attractive. Hmm? This, of course, is, is 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 the center of the Gita. You think the first chapter is not important? Just a bunch of names and history to get to the philosophy. Oh, it is so important. The whole Gita is found there in the first chapter. Hmm? Arjuna asks, Krishna, Krishna, drive my chariot <laughs> between the two armies. Hmm? Let me see who's assembled here. Yes, sir. He says, yes, sir. Hmm? Here we go. All right. This is the this is means Parthasarathi. When Prabhupada f- opened a temple in Delhi, which is near Kurukshetra, he said, "And we'll name the deities Radha Parthasarathi." Okay. Even one of his students said, "Prabhupada, Radha Parthasarathi. Parthasarathi means chariot driver. So Krishna is driving Arjuna's chariot."
1: Hmm?
0: you may know that, that the two sides in the Kurukshetra war that is central to the Gita, hmm? one side the Pandavas, the other side the... Uh, the hmm? Yeah, the Gurus and uh, Duryodhana, hmm? led by Duryodhana. So Krishna was uh, resting and both Arjuna from the Pandavas and Duryodhan went to ask him a favor. Mm. Duryodhan thought he want to get there first then he would ask first and and the favor of course would be that i want you to fight on my side Duryodhana knew that if Arjuna, Krishna had agreed to fight on his side Arjuna would not fight and he would have won the won the war you know the story so 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 Duryodhan went and Arjuna went he wanted to ask Krishna um to be on his side, of course. Hmm. And so um, what happened was what Arjun got there first. Hmm. What was it? He was at the feet. Arjun was sitting at Krishna's feet. No,
1: he was at Krishna's head.
0: Oh, Krishna was sleeping. They both got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They wanted to ask a question. Uh, maybe Duryodhana got there just ahead of time. He sat himself right next to Krishna's head because when he wakes up, he's going to open his eyes, he's going to see me, and he reasoned, he'll ask me, what, what can I do for you? Then I'll say, I want you to fight on my side. Hmm? And so Arjuna, he sat at Krishna's feet, thinking humbly. I, I, you know, just to touch his feet would be my perfection. I, I want to serve him, hmm? so I'll put myself at his feet with a serving disposition. And so this is the two material versus the spiritual disposition, so to speak. In material life we think we'll get ahead by stepping on people's heads and in spiritual life we think we'll get ahead by having people step on my head.
1: Hmm.
0: That's why we're always putting our head down on the ground, that the right person might step on it. So, So, of course, Krishna woke up and looked at his feet (laughs) and there was Arjuna. He said, what did you want? And Arjuna said, I want you to fight on my side.
1: Hmm.
0: He said, okay. And then Duryodhana was, Duryodhana was upset. And he, and he looked, oh, Duryodhan, you're here too. What do you want? He says, well, I wanted you to fight on my side too. And, he, and, and Krishna said, "What? well, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll be on Arjuna's side, but I'll put my armies on your side. Hmm? Duryodhana was very happy with that. Okay. That's all he really wanted <laughs> was the armies on my side and Krishna's going to be on... Arjuna's side, and Arjun, Krishna took a vow that he would not raise any weapon himself. Hmm? So he would just be the chariot driver. So Duryodhana felt confident, okay, Krishna's going to be with the Pandavas, he's just going to be a chariot driver, he is diffused now, and I've got all of his armies, so certainly I'll be victorious. This kind of material calculation. Years ago, I hate to say it, but I will, we were few of us, sitting at the feet of Pujhupada Bhakti Rukhsuk, Siddha, did with Swami Maharaj, my beloved Siksha Guru. And he said, uh, and uh, we were on the other side of the river from another institution, he said, and there are thousands of them on that side of the river. And here there are only four or five of us. Hmm? But Dharma, <laughs> with us, he gave the example of Bhagavad Gita and so on. So we will prevail. Truth will prevail. Something like that. Hmm? So don't wait for everybody else. Right? If you feel it's true, you should do it. Hmm? So Arjuna, then Krishna, was the chariot driver Arjuna. This is the meaning of Parthasarathi. So Radha, Parthasarthi. I mean, Parthasarathi means chariot driver. Where's Radha? <laughs> it's Arjuna on the chariot in the war. Uh, Radha is not there, um, it would appear. So, even when a Prabhupada's disciple said, you sure that's a good name, Prabhupada, Radha, Bharata, Um Isn't that like a little bit of Rasabhas, maybe, or, you know, inappropriate mixing of mellows and so and it could be seen in that way, obviously, but Prabhupada, he had a different idea. He said that Radha is not, wherever there is Krishna, Radha is there. He said, uh, what did he say? He quoted Srupa Dhammadar. he said, um, Radha Krishna Pranayi Vikrti Ladini Shakti hmm? He said, means that Radha is the transformation of love of Krishna. Hmm? The Ladini Shakti. Hmm? So he, he explained briefly like this how much his disciples who were inquiring understood, I'm not sure. But he wanted to say, wherever there is Krishna, like it is said in Rig Veda, Radhavo, Devo, wherever there is Krishna, Radha is there, hmm? must be.
1: Hmm?
0: This means to take what is Radha, hmm? break down, so to speak, the person hmm? and what she is constituted of. Mahabhava Swarupini, she is the shakti. I said earlier, as Prabhupada said, without the ingress of lhadini shakti, there is no possibility of praying. Hmm. Of course, it's the teaching. Hmm. Hmm. We, we we talked about it the other day. Hmm. So wherever there is bhakti, that there, there is ladini shakti to whatever the measure of the bhakti. Radha is present, therefore she is called what? Bhakti Devi. There cannot be, and there's no there's without bhakti there's no Krishna. So wherever there is Krishna, somehow Radha is there. Hmm? But this is nice. This is the center of the Gita, I'm saying, that Arjuna is the chariot driver of Krishna. It means what? Hmm? That Krishna is subordinate, becomes subordinate to the love of his devotee. He's become the chariot driver.
1: Hmm?
0: Of course, he drove the chariot between the two armies, he parked it right in front of Arjuna's biggest attachments and said, this is what you have to fight with. You have to slay these people.
1: Hmm?
0: Oh, that was terrifying to Arjuna. We have this very beautiful contrast, this high idea that God is conquered by love, that God becomes subordinate to love. Krishna is, is, is God controlled by love, taking the shape of the love. He takes the shape that corresponds with the love. He cannot keep another shape. In Rasalila, in In the spring, the vasanta-rasalila of of Gita Govinda, Kaviraj Goswami cites it in Chaitanya Charitamrita also.
1: hmm?
0: Radhika looking for Krishna hmm? when Krishna disappeared. And then before the Gopikas, he showed himself with four arms. They paid obeisances to him. Naom, Narayan, can you tell us where Krishna is? Hmm? When he came before Radha, he couldn't show the forearms. You understand? He couldn't manifest the forearms. Hmm? You have to understand my point. We talked about the fact that without the ingress of bhakti into the jiva, the jiva has no personal no spiritual personality. We have a material personality because of the ingress of the Maya Shakti into our life. Hmm? Without the ingress of Bhakti into our life, there's no spiritual personality. Try to understand the point. Without Bhakti, there's no form of Krishna. There's no Krishna personality. There's no personality of Godhead to have a personal relationship with. There's only Brahman. You understand? Hmm? Brahman, as I often say, is everywhere, so if you're everywhere, how can you move? That is a problem. But Krishna is Brahman moving. And what is making him move? He said, hmm, Radhikar Premeroon Madh, hmm? Amishisha Guru nata. I am the disciple and Radha's Prem, that is my guru in the school of, of dancing. Hmm? The arts. Hmm. The the prey of Radha, that is, I am a disciple of that. He's he's, he's made out of that. Hmm. This is Achindya Veda Veda, the love of Krishna and Krishna, one and different at the same time. Hmm. There's no personality of Godhead without Bhakti Devi. Hmm. Wherever there is Krishna, Radha must be there. Veda said, wherever there is Radha. Krishna must be there, hmm? so. Gita. Krishna is conquered by Arjuna's love to the point that he's 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 just a taxi driver. He's become a taxi driver. Go here, go there. Hmm? You know, the Gita comes in the in the in the Bhishma Parva of the Mahabharat. Hmm? Hmm is also bringing out the quality of Krishna. He has many qualities. We are going to discuss that, I think, tomorrow. I was asked to... qualities of Krishna. One of the central qualities is bhaktavatsala, his affection for his devotees. This is an ornament, his bias towards his devotees. This is this is a prominent feature of the month of Kartik according to Padma Purana. The Bhijma Parma, it's very. It's possible that the Bhagavad Gita was spoken during Kartik. It's possible. Hmm? Because this uh, partiality towards the devotee that Padma Parana says is central to the Kartikmas, the month of Kartik, this is what comes out in the Bhijma Parma. As the Gita is spoken, the hmm? chariot driver of Arjuna That is one example of the partiality of the Lord towards his devotee. Hmm? But as the Gita is spoken, Arjuna agrees to fight, and the, and the battle commences. The high point in the whole battle, hmm, really the battle is won when Bhishma is defeated. Hmm, that's it. Bhishma's on uh, is a long story, and Bhishma a wonderful devotee, uh, of course. But when he was defeated, then that, that it's over. It's all downhill from there. Hmm? This is the high point of the battle. This is the beauty of the Gita too. the author, a book about romance and politics and intrigue, and it 's all building up and building up to the point there 's going to be a war and then we try to negotiate it out you hear in the newspaper there's going to be you know, there, first we 're going to put sanctions you know we 're going to try to deal with it diplomatically and you 're waiting is I going to drop a bomb you know is it going to escalate and you keep going back and you know reading the news it's going to, is it going to happen and, and and so the author of the Mahabharata, he 's got people like this on this. It's like waiting for the news. What's going to happen? Hmm? Are they going to, you know, work out a deal here, and and so and and then it's going to start. It's going to happen, and everyone's tuned to their set. You know, they're all got CNN or whatever on. You know, it's it's just going to happen right now, hmm? and then Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? First, a little philosophy from one of our sponsors or something like that. You know, <laughs> suddenly. Suddenly the president comes on the TV and he starts, you know, philosophizing because there's going to be a nuclear war and we're going to do it, and so what can I do? Everybody's going to listen very attentively. How the author, you know, where he places the Gita very wisely. Everybody's on the edge of their seat. And after the battle, and the center of the Gita is this idea that Krishna's conquered by love. So, the center of the Gita is love of Krishna, not Krishna. Love of Krishna. Of course, they're one. (laughs) But love of Krishna, that is fully personified in Radha. And all forms of love of Krishna hmm, are a result of the blessing of Radhika, that Ladini Shakti, the ingress of Radha, the the person of Radha, if you will, into the life of the devotee, hmm, in some measure. Based on their sangha, based on their solution, the way in which Krishna sends Krishna sends it to us. Hmm? Well, right after the Gita, the battle starts. The battle reaches its zenith, and Bishma is defeated. And what is the defeating of Bishma? Hmm? Krishna had made a vow, not we heard, not to lift a weapon, hmm? not to, not to use a weapon, not to fight, only to, only to drive the chariot of Arjuna. And Bhishma was determined, I will fight Arjuna so ferociously, so comprehensively, that I will force Krishna, this was his ideal, I will force Krishna to defend Arjuna and break his promise. I want to see Krishna lie. This is what he said. Hmm? Hmm. Because why? Because for love you will do anything. If you really love, you will lie, cheat, steal. (laughs) It's a fact. For love, you will do anything. For love, there is no law. Hmm? I want to see if he really, I really love her. He's showing a very high idea. Hmm? I want to put him in a position where he's going to show his love for Arjuna. that he'll break his promise. This is God. God made a promise, and God teaches us to be honest. Hmm? And I want God to break his promise. To show his partiality towards his devotees, to show that he's controlled by Brahm. That he who is all attractive. Is hmm? attracted by Bray. Not attracted, it's not a not a, not a good enough way to say it. He's he's overwhelmed by that. He's defined by that. He's made out of that. Hmm? He's taken shape out of that. It's given meaning to his life. Hmm? So fiercely our Bhishma fought. Hmm? Fiercely, fiercely. And Arjuna was going